All right. Good morning, everybody. I don't know if you caught that statistic. It said that uh, youth group, teens in youth group are very much the same as teens in the world. Is that true for our youth group? Maybe you're thinking it is, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be true for anyone who comes to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It does not have to be true. We should not be just like the world. Do you agree? We should be set apart. Do you agree? We should be set apart because we are God's very own special people. Do you agree with that? Yes. And so we have been called out of darkness into the light and life of Jesus Christ that we might proclaim the praises of Him who's worthy of all praise. I want you to just stand to your feet for a moment. You may never have done this. We just want to give God some praise for a second. I want you to stand to your feet. Once everyone's up, just begin to praise Him. Say, thank you, God. Thank you for sending your Son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you today. We set our hearts on you. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of all love. You're worthy of all adoration. You're worthy. Thank you for saving our generation. Thank you that our generation is a generation of leaders. We are not a generation of failures. We're a generation of leaders. And we are leading right now by your example. And we are leading by example in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say this with me. Say, I speak speak to my generation. generation. You will know the Lord and serve Him faithfully. faithfully. My My generation. You will know the Lord. And serve Him faithfully. faithfully. Now say this, Lord. Lord, I'm committed to You. I I love You. I I honor You. I I give You my best. best. I'll not get caught up up in the things of this world world. with Your help, with Your your strength, strength. with Your guidance. guidance. Lead me. Protect me. Show me the way. In Jesus' name. Amen. We don't have to accept that. Hallelujah and blessed be His holy name. Grab your Bibles and we'll hold them high and make our confession of faith this morning. Repeat this after me. Say, Father in heaven, thank you for this word. It is the absolute truth. And I believe it. It's your personal love letter to me. And I receive it. It's the answer to my questions and the answer to the world's issues. Lord, today, my ears are ready to hear your word. My heart is ready to receive your word. And I, by faith, am ready to be a doer of the word. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Why don't you open up your Bibles, please, to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. We have been talking about faith. Everyone say faith. Now, as you turn to your Bibles in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, let me pray. Father, I pray the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let me say only what you would have me to say, and let me do only what you would have me to do. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So be it. Blessed be your holy name. All right. Well, I'm glad that we heard Miss Anais' story. It was wonderful to hear that story because it is true. God is alive. His Word is living and active, and His Word is active right now. And do you know what? You can sit in that black chair. You can come to church. You could go to another church. And at that other church, you could go to another youth group, and you could see all these amazing things happening. But you know what? It can happen there. It can happen here. It can happen out in the world. But it can happen for everybody else and not for you if you're not applying the Word of God to your life. You see, I sat in those black chairs just like you did. And for year upon year, for Sunday upon Sunday, I sat there listening to the preacher and living my own life. And I never saw the truth of God's Word in my life until I was 18 and older. Only these past eight years, I'm 26, 
Only the past eight years of my life have I seen God work in my life. Other than before that, I was much younger. When I was eight and younger, I saw God work in my life because I gave room for him to work. So the truth is, listen, you're getting ready to go back to school. You have no idea what awaits you this school year. Whether you go to public or private, whether you're homeschooled, it doesn't matter. You don't know what awaits you, but do you know who does? God does. That means you need to get alone with him. That means you need to hear from him. That means you need to get in his word, and his word's got to get into you because Jesus said, as we studied last week, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be given to you. But what's the prerequisite for that? You must abide in him and his word must abide in you. So we've got some work to do. Listen, those statistics bother me every single time I see them because that should not be so for our generation, especially here in the church. You go to a church that preaches and teaches the word of God. You go to a Holy Ghost filled church. You can sit there and the Holy Ghost can pass you right by if your heart is not open. Are you ready to come up to the next level? Yes, we're going to the next level, okay? So come with us and go to the next level with us. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We've been talking about faith. Let's read it again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you've just been joining us, let me tell you, we, we, we said that we could change that up a little bit. My Bible says replace the word substance with the word, with the word. You should know by now. What? Well, who said it? Who said it? Realization. You can replace the word substance with the word, and you can replace the word, um, uh, what is it? Evidence with the word confidence. So faith is the realization that I have it, even without the confidence of seeing it. Do you realize how important that is? Faith is the realization that it's mine without the confidence of seeing it. Now, do you remember my story last week about the apartment? I love this story. God just keeps revealing himself day after day, week after week. So we claim the apartment is ours, right? We told you that. Everyone remember that story? We said this apartment is perfect as far as our eyes can see. We want it. Jesus said, whatever you desire when you pray, simply believe that you have received it and you shall have it. Good. That's the word of God. Mark eleven twenty three and 24. Now, uh, we left church on Sunday. No phone call. We're just living about our life, having a good time. One o'clock on Monday rolls around and I get a phone call. Mike and his last name. And I'm like, oh. I'm so excited. He's calling me. He said, hey, Kurt, just want to know when you want to come and sign the agreement. The apartment's yours. And I'm like, yes. So excited. I knew it. I knew it, God. We just applied your word, and you came through as you always promised. So we go to the apartment. And on our way to the apartment, remember, we're learning to listen to the Spirit, right? We're learning to listen to the Spirit. Because you are a... Your Spirit. Jesus is a... a God, excuse me. God is a... So what's he going to communicate with? Your spirit. Good thinking. You guys are right on point. Is he going to communicate with your body? No. Not most of the time. Is he going to communicate with your mind? No. We're going to talk about who communicates to your mind. But God is going to communicate to your... That's going to change your life. Your spirit, if you get that understood, okay? So I'm listening on the ride there to my spirit. And this, this question comes up. Ask him about, you know, what it's going to be like if your children live there. Because how many of you have seen my daughter? She's a very active two-year-old, right? I mean, she runs and she sings and she dances. I mean, when she dances, she dances, you know? And this is the second floor here, and he, the owner lives on the first floor. So I had this concern when we go there. Now, the apartment's mine. So we get there, and, he, and, and I'm reading through the agreement. I said, now listen, I, I'm a little concerned because my kids are very active, and I don't want them to walk on eggshells. 
I'm like, you know, Lily runs around and she sings and he starts saying some different things. Well, you know, I don't have any problem about singing, but, you know, let's keep the running to a minimum. And then he goes off on these different things. And all of a sudden now, my spirit starts leaping, almost like leaping out. And I'm like, I, I, can't, I can't have my children walk on eggshells. I just can't be doing this. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I don't want to do this. But the apartment's mine. God said I can have the apartment. And Mike said I have the apartment, so it's mine. So I read through the whole agreement, and I'm not even kidding. I grabbed my pen, and I went to sign the agreement, and I hesitated. And I'm like, oh well, and I signed the agreement. I want you to understand what happened here, okay? Now my conscience, my spirit, was telling me, even though this apartment looks perfect for you, Kurt, this is not going to work for you. This is not going to, my spirit knew that, and yet I violated my conscience because I said I could have this apartment. I want you to follow this through with me for a second, okay? So I signed the agreement, and immediately there was no peace. I didn't even talk to my wife. We won't even go there. I should have talked to her about it, made sure that we were okay, you know, because we are one. The Bible says we're one, so I should have talked to my better half, and she would have said no. But I violated my own conscience. This is very important now. And we left, and automatically I started thinking how I'm going to make this work. Because my kids are going to, I'm going to have to walk on eggshells. You know, we have teen events, so we come in late sometimes. Is he going to be upset about that? No peace that whole night. I am talking like a sleepless night. No peace. Then I get up the next morning and I start mistreating my daughter. Because my thinking is, I've got to get her trained now to move over to this apartment. So I, st- I start mistreating her and then I apologize. I'm sorry I'm doing that. Lily, she's off running around and dancing. And I'm thinking, hmm, what do you care about that? You know, she's making all this new- noise. On my ride into work, I just had this, I had this sense like it was the wrong decision to sign that agreement. Even though I, act- I accessed my, I-, I-, I applied my faith and got that apartment it was the wrong thing to sign because I had that witness on the inside. Now, follow me now. So I get into work and I get a voicemail from my current landlord. They say, Kurt, the apartment right beneath you, the one that Miss Jennifer and I have always wanted, a three-bedroom, nice and big, the, these landlords love us. They said it just opened up and we want to give it to you. And I'm like, ah, this is a test, God. This is a test. Am I going to stay with the apartment that I know I said I could have or am I going to go with this one? This is a test. So I, know, I said, no, we're all set. no. We're all, we don't want that apartment. We're all set. And I'm like, you know, she's like, well, call me back. I'm like, no, 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 we're all set. I hang up the phone. I'm like, I'm not even going to call Miss Jennifer because I know, I know, I know that we can have this apartment. I'm really being arrogant now. I'm really being proud because God is trying to communicate to my spirit and my mind and my flesh are saying, no, 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 no. So I finally work up the spiritual submission to call Miss Jennifer. And, and I'm like, hey, I just want you to know the Andriosi's offered us the apartment beneath us. And she's like, What? What? I'm like, yeah, but we already committed the other apartment. We're good. She's like, no, I can't do it. I just knew I couldn't do it. I can't do the other apartment. She goes off and tells me how she's had a witness and she can't do it. And I'm like, really? Because I, I didn't think I could do it either, but I just violated my conscience. And I just figured we'd have to, we just have to work it out and stuff. So I'm like, oh man, I signed my name. I don't know what to do. I, I agreed myself to, to this apartment. And she's like, Kurt, this is what's going to happen. The Andriosis, they're going to call you back and they're going to say this. This is the amount we're going to take. We're going to accept this amount and we won't accept this. This is what we're going to accept and this is what we won't accept. Sure enough, I get a call from my current landlord, and they say, this is what we'd like to do, and we don't want to do this, verbatim, out of her mouth. There's a scripture that says, that uh, talks about your wife being wise, and he who finds her finds a a wife of, you know, wisdom. Well, yes, I should have listened to her to begin with, because she's a very, very wise woman. So guys, that's, you're a little early on that, but pick that up right now. Your wife is wise. Your wife is wise. Your wife is wise, okay? Exactly how she said it. She had a witness of what God would do. Just like that is the way it came about. So I had to call up the other guy. I said, God, if this is really you, if this is really you, there'll be grace with Mike. 
over in Pawtucket at the other place. I called him up, and I'm giving him my, you know, I'm like, I just, you know, I, I, I don't feel comfortable with my kids. And he's, so what are you telling me? You're backing out? And I'm like, yeah, is that okay? He's like, yeah, sure, good enough. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I'm like, God, this is really you. Now, I want you to catch this now. The reason I wanted to share that with you is because we stepped out in faith. We applied the word of God. I knew if I really wanted that apartment in Pawtucket, I could have had it. Now, God knows much better than I do, don't, doesn't he? God said, sure, Kurt, you can go ahead and apply your faith because he knew what he had over here. Now, I applied my faith, and God let me get that apartment. But then he spoke to my spirit, didn't he? He was speaking, don't go, don't go. And I violated my conscience, didn't I? God loved me that much that he had my landlord, my current landlord, pick up the phone and call me because I just wasn't listening to my own spirit. You see, we have got to catch this here. God loves us so much. I'm in the process of learning. I'm in the process of growing. I don't have all the faith in the world. But just like you, you need to know that there's grace. Even though I signed my name, even though I violated my conscience, God gave me his best will, didn't he? I am telling you, we found out this place has a dishwasher. Now, do you know what the dishwasher has been up until now? These two hands right here, okay? These two hands. Miss Jennifer does it too. Miss Jennifer does it too. But I mean, you know, hours and hours. We found out this place has got a room for laundry. Not only that, the next day we get a phone call. And the person who lives there says, you know, I'm moving. Um, do you have a washer and dryer? And I said, no, I just have to go buy one when the money comes in. She's like, I bought mine brand new. If I find a place where I'm moving that has laundry, I want to give it to you. I'm like, oh, well, how much? She said, no, I want to give it to you for free. I would never charge you. So I'm like, well, God, I'm really just seeing your hand on this place. You see, I want, I want you to know this now because I violated my conscience, but I was thinking that I was doing it in good faith. And it, there's, there's so much in that, really, because my heart was right that God said, Kurt, I love you. You're, you're so funny sometimes, okay? You know, just listen to me now, and I'm going to give you what you really need over here. Just wake up next time, okay, Kurt? Wake up. Listen to your voice. Listen to your spirit. So we can have the things that we desire. We just have to make sure they line up with what God really wants for us. You understand that? Did you catch that? And even when we make a mistake, there's grace. There's grace sufficient. So we've been talking about faith and applying our faith. Don't miss out. Don't not apply your faith because you're afraid it may not be right. Because God will reveal it to you just as he revealed it to me. Remember, if we abide in him and his word abides in us, we're not going to ask anything contrary to his will, are we? No, we're not. We're not going to ask anything contrary to his will. Now, I want to share some things with you this morning because what happens every single time, every single time you step out in faith, there's something that automatically comes. It's something that comes against you, and it's not from God. It's called doubt. Everyone say doubt. I have to share this briefly. We'll continue next week. But I want to share a couple things with you. Can you go back over to the book of Mark, chapter 11, verse 23? Actually, verse 12. I want to read the whole story here. Mark, chapter 11, verse 12. Mark chapter 11, verse 12, the story of the fig tree. Are you there? If you're there, say, I got it. Mark chapter 11, verse 12, it says, Now, the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he, who is Jesus, was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps it would find, he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And in response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Verse 20. 
Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. Verse 24, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, listen. I want to talk to you about a few things. I want to get into this thing about doubt because Jesus said whoever does not doubt in his heart. Jesus said whoever does not doubt in his heart. Now, can I tell you something? There are, there are several voices speaking. You can't listen to every voice that comes in. Sometimes we think about the image that we see in cartoons. We think about the image we've seen in movies, that there's an angel and there's a demon right here. Okay, well, that's partially true. I would say that the demon is, is more so true than the angel. There's not really an angel speaking to you all the time, but your spirit is speaking to you all the time. Your spirit and God's spirit... Why Watch this. You need to listen here. You need to watch this. Your spirit and God's spirit are going to communicate with you right here because this is where, where your spirit is, your heart, the very essence of who you are, your spirit, your conscience. If you're born again, you can listen to your conscience because your conscience will be a good guide for you because you're, you're born again and you're getting the word inside of you, okay? So God is going to speak here. Your spirit, it knows what's right to do. It's going to speak here. Now, there are other voices that come in. The voice of doubt is not going to speak here. If it's moving you here, chances are it's not doubt. The voice of doubt is going to come right here. Right here in your mind. This is very important to understand because when you step out there and you want to have faith for something, there's going to be something that comes against you right away and it's going to be doubt. And if you listen to that doubt long enough, you're going to start to receive it and it's going to come down to your heart. And once it comes down to your heart, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, there's a lot of different stories here. I could teach you, but I want you to get this. God is speaking to your spirit. Your spirit, as it's born again, is speaking right here. The voice of doubt is going to come into your mind. Let me give you a couple examples. When I was first saved, I used to say, how, or not I used to say, but the thought came in, how do you really know you're saved? How do you really know? Now, Kurt, you're bad. I know John 3.16 says, God loved the world, but man, you are just bad. How do you know that really means you? You, you? I know you're in the world, but how do you really know that means you? Now, that didn't come from here. You understand that didn't come from spirit. That came from a thought that was planted in my mind. And if you can catch this now, you have to see that that thought didn't come from you. That thought, which is doubt, came from the pit of hell. Because the devil doesn't want you to fulfill your purpose in this life. He can't speak to here because he doesn't have the power. God does because God regenerated your spirit. Now, get this image in your mind, okay? Don't think about the angel over here, but think about that demon right here because he is talking to you. Joyce Meyer wrote a book called The Battlefield for the Mind. In that book, she said that a guy, his eyes were open to the spiritual world. And every time he had a thought, he used to think, where did that thought come from? Where did that, where did it, because it was a bad thought. It was a doubtful thought. Where did that thought come from? So God gave him a supernatural manifestation, opened his spiritual eyes, and he saw every time that there was a thought that came in here, there was a little demon whispering in his ear right here. Now you may say, yeah, right, Kurt. But listen. The things of the Spirit are far greater and far more real than this world, this natural world that we live in. They are much more real, and they're eternal. They'll last forever. 
So God opened up his eyes and he saw that there was a demon speaking in his ear. Now sometimes you get a thought and you think, man, where did that thought come from? Sometimes you may even have accepted the thought. But that thought, if it's a doubtful thought, if it's a thought that comes against anything that's right, is from the pit of hell. Now the Bible says that you have authority to take your thoughts captive in the name of Jesus. And so you have to do that. God can't do it for you. You have to do it. I want to just show you how doubt works. So maybe you're in this room and you say, how do I really know that I'm saved, Mr. Kurt? How can I be guaranteed that I am saved? Well, maybe that's a question of doubt in your mind right now. The Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that should be good enough. But that thought comes in. What do you do with that thought? How do you deal with that doubt? Well, you have to, if, I want to show you this. If that thought comes in, how do you know you're really saved? The more you think about that, it's called meditating. The more you think on that, the more it's going to become a question in your heart. Because Jesus said, whoever does not doubt in his heart. Did Jesus say, whoever doesn't doubt in his head? No, Jesus specifically said, whoever doesn't doubt in his heart. You want to know why? Because Jesus understands the thought of doubt is coming here from the enemy. It's not coming from God. But you have a choice. It's like the thought shows up at your door, rings your doorbell. You open it up and you look. Out there is a bad thought, a thought of doubt. You choose whether or not to let that thought in. If you let that thought in, it will become real to you. And if it becomes real to you, you will speak it. And if you speak it, that will be your reality. Now, when we claimed that apartment, when we said that apartment is ours, you better believe that every time I thought about thanking God for that apartment, before I thanked him, there was a thought that came in. There was a thought that came in and said, Kurt, you're not going to get that apartment. You, you don't, he hasn't called you. This guy didn't call for five days. I was like, what is the deal with this guy? He didn't call for five days. Oh, you're not going to get it. See, he doesn't want to give it to you. He knows you have kids. He doesn't want to give it to you. Thoughts of doubt. I said, no, I don't accept that thought. Jesus said, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you have it and it's yours. See, I had to speak to that thought to get that thought to go. If I would have accepted that thought and I dwell on that thought, it's going to become a reality in my heart. And if it's a reality in my heart, I'm going to speak it out of my mouth. And the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the... Don't miss this here. We say so many stupid things sometimes and we don't realize that we're giving life to them. We say so many things and we're cursing ourselves sometimes because we've accepted a thought of doubt. If God says you are healed, are you healed? Do you need to call on God for that healing? Do you need to pull on heaven for that healing? No, you really don't. God said it and it's so. That's faith. Making real what you can't see. Faith is making real a realization of what you cannot see. If God says you're healed, you're healed. If God said you're saved, are you saved? You are. Do you need to pull on heaven so you can be saved? No. You're forgiven and you are saved. Now, don't get caught up here. A lot of people think, I want to share some things with you. You go to a church that's a word of faith church. Let me just kind of school you on some things in case you don't know. You go to a church that is a word of faith church. There's a lot of people out there right now that want to talk down the word of faith. They want to say that word of faith is all name it and claim it. They want to say word of faith is only concerned with finances and healing. But do you know something? Jesus did say, you shall have what you say, didn't he? We read it, Mark eleven twenty three. 23. He said, you shall have whatever you say if you don't doubt in your heart. Tell me what is wrong with the word of faith. It's not all about money, guys. It's not all about material things. In fact, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses in heaven. They're not concerned about material things. They're concerned about spiritual things. Salvation 
is one of those things that you have to claim as yours. It's by faith that you have received salvation. It is by faith that you receive the fruit of the Spirit. It is by faith that you receive the gifts of the Spirit. It is by faith that you are more than a conqueror over your flesh, over the world, and over the devil. You see, it's not just about finances. It's not just about healing. And healing is a wonderful thing. But it is through faith that we have all these things. It is through faith. A lot of Christians out there walking around, beaten up and busted up because they don't want to believe that God says you can go out there and have it. Okay, so we need to believe that. That is what we have as a promise. The Bible says, last scripture I want to show you real quick. Go to the book of Hebrews. Go back to the book of Hebrews. Are you following me, by the way, this morning? You, you with me? Okay, go to the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 12. I want you to see this. This is really important here. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Are you there? It says that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith. Everyone say through faith. Through faith and patience, inherit the promise of God. Let me tell you something. Doubt is going to come in 100% of the time. Every time you step out there in faith, even for salvation, just like me, you're going to be questioned on your salvation. If you step out there to believe that God has healed your body, even when you believe he's healed you, doubt is going to come into your mind. But the Bible says, through faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. The promises of God are not just money. The promises of God are salvation. The promises of God are healing. The promises of God are the fruit of the Spirit. The promises of God are the gifts of the Spirit. The promises of God are being an overcomer of the flesh, being an overcomer of the world, being an overcomer of the devil. You see, there is so much available to you through faith and patience. Through faith. You are saved by grace through faith. Faith is the avenue that gets you there. You are saved by grace through faith. It is through faith that we receive anything from God. If you don't have faith, you're never going to experience the promise of God. That's what this word scripture, this what this scripture tells us right here. If you don't have faith and you don't have patience, you're not going to receive the promise. I love what Miss Anais shared because that's exactly what the scripture says. Through faith and patience, you'll inherit the promise of God. You are more than a conqueror in every situation. You are the head and not the tail. You are above only and never beneath. You are strong in Him and in His mighty power. Can you do great things? You don't sound like you believe it. Can you do great things? Yes, yes you can. Are you more than a conqueror? Yes. Do you have salvation? Yes. Do you have healing? Yes. Do you have the fruit of the Spirit? Yes. Are you an overcomer yes. of the flesh? Yes. How about the world? Yes. The yeses are fading now. The yeses are fading. Are you an overcomer? Yes. Do you overcome the world? Yes. Do you overcome the devil? Yes. Do you overcome your flesh? Yes. Do you know how? By your Spirit. You overcome by the, by the blood. Oh, what is it? Say that you have overcome. Thank you, Lord. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. The word of your testimony. We have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Say it with me. We have overcome, we have overcome. by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. It's your testimony. Who's the blood? Jesus. He gave the blood. We have the testimony. Right? 
Amen. Come on and stand to your feet. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. It is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It is everything that we need, Lord. We have everything we need to carry out your great and mighty purpose for our life. We have all that we need, all sufficiency for everything, Father. Lord, I thank you for every individual in this room. They are the head and not the tail. They're the leaders of today. They're not the leaders of tomorrow. Bow your heads, please. Lift your hands towards heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are overcomers. We have overcome the world. We have overcome overcome the devil. We have overcome the flesh by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Thanks be to God who has always given us all things. We are more than conquerors. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you this morning, Father. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We have all things in all sufficiency. We don't lack any good thing because the Lord is our great shepherd. He provides everything for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we worship you this morning. We're not seeking your hand. We're seeking your face. We're seeking your ways. I don't just want to see your acts. I want to see your ways. I want to know your ways. I want to be intimately acquainted with you, Father. You created me. You are the Father of all spirits. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 